DiscerningHearts.com presents St. John of the Cross, Master of Contemplation, with Father Donald Haggerty. Father Haggerty is a priest of the Archdiocese of New York who serves at St. Patrick's Cathedral. He taught moral theology and worked as a spiritual director in seminaries for 20 years. He has directed numerous yearly retreats for the missionaries of charity. He's the author of Contemplative Provocations, The Contemplative Hunger, Conversion, Contemplative Enigmas, and St. John of the Cross, Master of Contemplation, the book on which this series is based. St. John of the Cross, Master of Contemplation, with Father Donald Haggerty. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Talk about being real when we had just spoken about the experiences that we have in prayer, the, the how we desire that again, or we're not, we feel like we want more, and then we become frustrated. He addresses that area that of anger, as you put it in the book, finding now a distastefulness in prayer. They, quote, become peevish in the works that they do and easily angered by the least thing, and occasionally they are so unbearable that nobody can put up with them. How interesting, that type of irritability that, yeah, that can be a barrier to contemplation, can it? Well, he's making, again, a great point because um, what happens in, in uh, the life of prayer often then overflows, you know, more than often, it generally overflows into the time outside of prayer. So if a person is, you know, seeking, is self-seeking in prayer and is frustrated in what they were seeking, so a consoling prayer or to feel emotional love for our Lord, I want to love you, you know, so much, and being frustrated in that, it's more than likely they go outside of prayer then with this kind of frustrated irritability and and, uh, and, you know, not lashing out at other people, but in some manner, you know, disgruntled. And so we see that law that it really is very real, that your interior life is going to overflow in its reality, you know, into the life of action outside. So when we are, if we are selfless in prayer, you know, leave, leaving the self aside, we are likely to go outside of prayer and be more selfless in our generosities. But if we're focused on ourselves or what we want in prayer, then the same person will probably go outside of prayer and not be happy with the, the task assigned or the job that has been given, find frustrations also in that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of you know, the other side of the same coin. And, you know, to give away oneself, you know, that produces good fruits to look in on oneself and be focused on what was pleasant for me. That's also going to be likely the pursuit of things outside of prayer. Now, here's another one that sets off alarm bells, I think, for many, many folks, and myself included, I've had to really have a gut check on this one. And that's spiritual gluttony where you just keep consuming, 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 and never just resting <laughs> with sometimes a where you're at or what the what God has already given you. Use what you've been given. And I think powerful remedy to that is exactly what you've always counseled us, Father Haggerty, is that 
just go to the scriptures, just listen to our Lord. What is he telling you there? But oftentimes for some of us, that's just not enough. And we want more and more and more. Yeah. And it's a, a, a good example of, you know, kind of spiritual poverty that does have to be embraced. And, and John of the Cross and that, you know, those couple of pages there, he will be commenting on, you know, again, common human weakness to be looking for satisfactions, whether in new prayers or new things, or, you know, people like to have objects, you know, that are appealing and adding to these things. And, you know, the spiritual life is capable also of seeking to accumulate things that are satisfying and, you know, the effort to, um, you know, to be simple. I, I think spiritual life, again, Mother Teresa's sisters have, you know, taught me so much, but the simplicity of life is one of the signs of a, you know, a serious growing spiritual life. And we complicate our lives sometimes by, Never being, you know, sat, not finding something satisfying. As an example, by the way, you know, John of the Cross for me has been a go-to person. I have found what I was looking for in John of the Cross. So I haven't, I haven't read that much of Saint Bernard, for instance, which another priest friend of mine has said he's now studying very carefully. And then I open up a couple of pages, and I this is nothing like John of the Cross that I can see, and. Sometimes it's not good to try to stretch ourselves too far if we have found what we need. It's like looking for, you know, new experiences in different ways, whether it's objects or, or new chapels or new uh, places of pilgrimage to keep a certain simplicity. You know, if we have found God, we have found everything. I think that can be a danger in some ways, at least from my perspective as someone, a vocation in, in the world, that we can get so caught up in that, trying to feed that spiritual gluttony, that we are overlooking the things that are needed to be cared for right where we're at in the home. And I'm running from here to there and purchasing this and that, and I'm neglecting my family. I'm neglecting my neighbor. I might not be there for my kids in this moment because I have to do this one more thing. And it's between Jesus and me, and I've got to do all these things. And I'm not, and I say that in, in reverence because I think the soul doesn't realize what it's doing. It could be just constantly trying to feed. And then the irony of it is they'll never be satisfied, or at least not fully. Is that a fair thing to say, Father? Yeah, I mean, it, and it's a good comment, Chris, on, you know, these are, these are comments that you're making about people who are, you know, serious. They've, they've caught something. They've tasted something of this desire, greater desire for God. And sometimes it's good to be conscious that, you know, not to um, forget the one thing needful. And that might be, yes, God, but it's also perhaps your family. And, you know, love begins at home and that need for um, being able to identify, to see, you know, sometimes not the exciting thing, but the, the faithfulness to the priorities of one's vocation and what's right there in front of us. 
So, yeah, the, the dangers, you know, are sometimes stretching outside of uh, what really would please God in the moment. And, you know, and sometimes that's, that's the unglamorous choice to what, you know, what really is, but before God, you know, the essential way to please him in that moment. Yeah, it's something that I came to find for myself anyway, Father, that I didn't necessarily need to have to go find the newest thing or the latest experience because the Lord had provided for me it all along, and that's in the sacraments. I can go to Mass. I'm blessed. I'm able to go to daily Mass, or I can go to confession when I'm confused and frustrated or what's going on there. It's the things that have always been there. And that right there, he's waiting to encounter us in that uh, first and foremost. And if other things come forward or are led somewhere else, well, then well and good. But when I feel I need that encounter with him, it's right there, isn't it? Well, that's a great um, gift we have as, as Catholics, you know, the Eucharist the rosary, this closeness with Mary. Mm-hmm. And we have such great gifts in these things. And if we take advantage of them, you know, certainly a door is opening to God in our lives. So th- these are kind of obvious things, but most people don't, don't realize that. As a priest, I admire very much people who go to daily mass. And even though that can be, you know, it's part of the in a sense, almost a routine, a committed, you know, repeated thing in one's daily life, that has surely, you know, impact on a life when people are going to daily mass, and they are invited, you know, and by God to just turn their life over to him each day in this manner, they're taking God himself into their body and soul. These things have impact. And it's like anything in life, when you are doing something as a kind of portion of love in a serious way every day in that manner, you know, that has effects. We don't have to seek after dramatic experiences. That steady, you know, repeated encounter with God in mystery, that's going to have effects, you know, over time as we go on, to, as we go through life. Yeah, and I think the, the last two that bring up the, the close of this particular chapter, the barricades on the road to contemplation, that of spiritual envy and spiritual sloth. The spiritual envy, of course, is looking at others and, and being sad that you're not feeling what the other people are feeling or experiencing. And that envy, is, it's almost you're looking through a window and you don't see the whole picture. You just don't know what that soul it the totality of what the other is experiencing. Don't don't ask for something you may not be able to carry. And that can be a danger, can it? Well, surely, and you know, envy is a again, these capital sins are never eliminated from our life, meaning they're 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 wounded tendencies in the human person. And they're not mortal sins. I mean, lust, if you know, we if we commit sins of lust. Yeah, these are mortal sins, but these are, these are wounds of the human person, even after baptism due to original sin. So yes, we can have worldly envy, but 
you know, in the spiritual life, it's very possible too. Again, he was, I think he's conscious in this section of these younger sisters getting started in the uh, serious life of a cloistered, you know, serious pursuit of holiness and life. So he's conscious too that some people may, they have their own frustrations going through their own trials interiorly, and they see people who seem to be happy, you know, in their, um, who are happy, you know, and who are exercising themselves cheerfully in communal life. And they might be um, actually themselves also going through interior trial and difficulties and the struggle with humility. And it can be the mistake of looking at appearances and assuming that I want to have, you know, what she has. And, you know, God has his own way with each person. He doesn't do the same with each person. And our own life before God has to be lived, you know, in a authentic, you know, gift of ourself before God. And we have to leave, you know, this is, if God seems to give greater gifts to another person, well, we don't know also what greater suffering he might be giving that person. So part of religious life, part of living a good spiritual life is that great respect, you know, for the sacredness of another soul before God. Each one has his own path to walk before God. You know, some will live a shorter life. Some will live into their 90s. Some will, you know, be asked something. Some will be not be asked. And it's a very individual thing with each person. So envy is a kind of a mistaken, you know, it's getting, getting sidetracked again because it's forgetting how individual each of us are in the gaze of God and his love for us. We'll return to St. John of the Cross, Master of Contemplation with Father Donald Haggerty in just a moment. Discerning Hearts provides content dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. To continue production of these podcasts, prayers, and more, go to discerninghearts.com and click the donate link found there or inside the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks and God bless. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, Tune in and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. We now return to St. John of the Cross, Master of Contemplation, with Father Donald Haggerty. On spiritual sloth, too. I mean, that's something that we have to be very mindful of, don't we? Yes. He, uh, again, and his, his, uh, his expressions in this, too, to be careful not to give up, not to just get accustomed to um, what's easier and not to, uh, 
you know, not to give up, to not to become, he has a very great line in here, I don't have it in front of me, but in which he says, you know, to be patient, yes, with what we're, what we're doing, but he says that sometimes people are too patient with their, with their weakness and faults, you know, we have to work at things too, and, and not just, this, well, God will give me the grace when he wants to give it to me, no, maybe he's giving the grace right now, and to make energetic effort to uh, overcome fault or to live in charity or to exercise mental austerity. And sometimes he has a nice comment there that God would like some people to be not too patient with themselves. You know, let us move on sometimes. And you know, perhaps that's a good, uh, a good point also that we all you know, need to hear at times. That's the brilliance of St. John of the Cross, isn't it? I mean, he's taken what, as you said, the vices that we are aware of and has shown us how it affects our spiritual life. And this is something that we can, again, do and examine and then, and then go and find a, if necessary, a, a good spiritual friend, or if you have a director or confessor your pastor or someone who can kind of help you work through these, that awareness of what's going on. It's quite a gift, isn't it? Yeah. And certainly to have regular confession, you know, not just for the sake of confessing our faults, failings, but the, to be reminded, you know, the sacramental absolution, that prayer of the absolution is a divine act upon the soul in that moment, just as the consecration of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ is a divine act taking place. And similarly, you know, a divine act touches the soul in a sacramental confession. And, and it's also good. I mean, John of the Cross is alluding to the need to, to be aware. It's not just the things we do in action that are holding us back, but the interior, you know, attitudes, the interior, approach in our thinking, you know, the indulgent, you know, turning on self that's taking place in our interior life, the motivations that might be self-interested, our own pride, our vanities, you know, these things are not to gaze on them too long. You know, a common thing that is said, I think it's a good statement, you know, we shouldn't do too much of a self-examination, five minutes, seven minutes a day, but also looking at those interior things that, you know, why did I do that? What did I have a impure motive when I was doing that, that I was really seeking for myself in that. And those things can surely help the spiritual life to be more aware than to refine us, to burn away some of the self seeking aspects of our life that largely are there because of our, our interior you know, uh, attachments to self. Any final thoughts on this aspect of the teachings of St. John of the Cross, Father Haggerty? Well, my own, uh, my own sense of all this is not to be daunted by it. And I think, you know, we could be older, we could be younger. And I think, you know, delving into St. John of the Cross is a discovery in itself. And, I think we all, you know, we, we all love the gospel. We all 
or hopefully moved when we hear our Lord speak, if we're at present at a mass. And I, I think it's a good realization. You know, I am firm believer in the second conversion of life that you can have a second threshold crossed in one's life. And John of the cross is a great person to aid that second conversion into a deeper sense of the, the depths that are offered to us in relationship with God. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you, Chris, for having me. You've been listening to St. John of the Cross, Master of Contemplation, with Father Donald Haggerty. This series is based on the book, St. John of the Cross, Master of Contemplation, published by Ignatius Press. Visit ignatius.com to obtain a copy, or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for St. John of the Cross, Master of Contemplation, with Father Donald Haggerty.